previously on Diceology. I think I'd just, like, answer it. I don't say anything, though. Hello? This is Brother Rome. Who am I speaking with? Uh, I'm gonna hang it up. (laughs) I'm gonna hang it up and be like, okay, we need to get out of here now. Then put me in the mech. It, okay, was that all a right. seeker? Yes, it's a seeker. At least I think so. I mean, he called himself brother. Then we know he wants to kill you and take me, so put me in the mech. Okay, fine. Let's go. So what do you want to do to these ships that are coming at you? <laughs> anyway. Uh... <laughs> You've shared your feelings so that now you may cut spaceships in half with a robot. So you cut through them both, right? Mm-hmm. And... Really quickly, like, the ships, like, they start falling. They, they come apart. There's It's explosive. Mm-hmm. You've hit fuel tanks. Mm, okay. I think that's when you get a ping, though, of, like, the ship, the, the chimera, the, the ship you hired mm-hmm. coming in. Oh, sweet. Okay. Got it. Okay. So I'm going to wager that that is good enough <laughs> and try to get to the chimera. So he, he heads up, and you hear him shouting at Ash, we're heading to Sonder, and he's like, fuck why? It's where she wants to go. It's so cold. Fine. So, I think we start with like kind of like the hum of metal, you know? Mm-hmm. There is a particular hum that ships and metal have when they're inside a jump gate. You know, just a yeah. low-level vibration rattle that happens, mm-hmm. you know. And I think we see, like, boots, like, clank down kind of a gangway, followed by Juniper's shoes. Like, it's been a while since we've gotten a description of Juniper. Like, what does Juniper look like right now? Because you're fresh from a, from a lava hellscape, so there's probably, like, singed clothes and all kinds of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. There's probably, like, a significant of, like, ash and stuff on her face. Like, she doesn't look very clean, necessarily. Yeah. Um, I think her hair is, like, tied back into a ponytail. Like, just kind of, like, a rushed thing. Like, she doesn't want her like <laughs> Like, while they're on the motorbike, probably. Like, before they got on right, that, she, like, yeah, put yeah. it up. She looks a little rough for wear. But, <laughs> yeah. And I think, like, I think her hair being up kind of leaves her tattoo exposed a little bit. And she's not really thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So I think Merlin, who's the more friendly of the two smugglers, fixers, whatever you want to call them, you've hired. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, uh, here's a here's a cabin. You can use this one. Uh, we cook intermittently. There are no specified meals. Don't bother the bots. Uh, we'll be at Sonder in a week. Okay. Let me Thank know if you, you want to play around of cards. <laughs> But uh, I play for keeps, so just a heads up. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe I'll take you up on that. <clears throat> Righto. Uh, have a have a nice time. I'll see you around. You know, small <laughs> ship. And he kind of like walks away, you know. And you go inside your your cabin, and it's not. It's got there's a bed, and a bathroom, with like a really shitty shower. Sure. And like a a built-in closet and that's about it you know Mm -hmm. this is not a thing of comfort you know when you traveled to hold moon four 
you are on a new Imperial shuttle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are in the noble's cabin. It was nice. This is kind of bad. And I imagine you, like, set your, like, belongings down, you know, in, like, this, like, big heavy bag. You just have a, you have 40 credits left. You have your clothes from Tristful, which are now not in better shape than your, uh, your new Empire Exploring clothes. You have some of your books still and, like, just basic survival gear that you picked up on Tristful. I think the revolver kind of drops out, and I don't know how you feel about that. Because the revolver was a gift from someone you like quite a bit, Rosewood. Mm-hmm. But it was built by Sister Stray, a, a seeker of the Eleventh Saint. Yeah, there's a lot of feelings around that revolver. Um, I, I bet. I don't think that it... Like, I don't think that she... I think she associates that revolver more with Rosewood than with Sister Stray. Like, it was mm-hmm. kind of... it was one of the first things that she got after she was banished and it was like from her first adventure with him like with the Mustang um, mm-hmm. and finding Aira you know like it's it's associated with some pretty positive memories for her and I think more like when she thinks about how it was made by a seeker um, it's kind of that she gets this like weird sense of like determination like, like it's kind of like all right, I have something of theirs and I can either use it for good, which it's probably never been used for, or mm-hmm. I can use it against them, which would right. be pretty darkly satisfying <laughs> in some ways. Yeah. So. And, and then I think the last thing that falls out of your bag is Aira's hollow body chassis, the, the projector sensor thing that you and Rose would put together mm-hmm. and Aira's the Oryx drive that Aira ha- is mm-hmm. and those things are separated now because you had to put her into the mech to escape you know yeah yeah like four hours ago she had a semi-physical body and you two were dancing and now she can't even project herself into a room or see um, again yeah, I, I want to visit her like I used to before she had the body. Mm-hmm. Right. So do you want to roll Dream Blood then? Yes. So this is definitely acting with compassion, right? Yeah. So roll plus Soothe. Okay. So plus two. Ten. Cool. So you have three resource points to spend one for one to cause an effect. So I think we're going to start with Enter the Dream of an Unconscious Person. Didn't I still have two more resource points from before? That was a while ago. That's okay, true. fair. Um, we can forget that hmm. and just use this roll. I think that stuff probably... Because that was around sensing for things inside the, the, the data outpost ruin, right? Yeah. I think that's probably... These are two such different situations now. You've been yeah. in a mech between then and now. I think... Mm-hmm. Totally. I think holding on to that power probably dissipated. That's fair. So That's fair. Okay, so I'm going to enter the dream of an unconscious person. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna soothe the pain of that person. Do you wanna do you wanna hold that for now and just see what the situation is? Sure. So you go inside and you hear 
so again, I'll, I'll describe There's You're coming in through the hallway into the mech bay that you've spent this quite a bit of time in. And you hear, like, clanging sounds. And as you kind of round the corner, you see Aira, like, lifting a whole heavy metal bench and just throwing it at the at the mech in the corner. And, like, you can, like, see that the, just the, the whole room is torn apart. Like, she's... Like, there are things that are untouched, like her pencils and drawings and the bed and the stuff you've made her is, like, more or less untouched. It might be a little disheveled because it was moved quickly, but anything that was here when she got here, essentially, tools, the any of it was just, is has just been thrown across the room, tried to be broken, and, like, some of it seems to break and some of it doesn't, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's just breathing really heavily, like, just... Whoa, Aira. Hey. I'm here, okay? Yeah. You should sit down. Sure. I'm... <sighs> I'm sorry you saw that, actually. It's okay, I understand. I think we all have moments where we want to do that. <laughs> Yeah. I think she like sits down in like the bed you made her. Mm-hmm. It was the right thing to do, but I'm stuck again. Not necessarily for long. And you know that I'll be with you as much as I can until you get your body working again. I know. I. I, I know. So I want, okay, first of all, I want to pull out the sue the person of pain thing Sure, here. yeah. So do you ask? Like, do you just... Mm-hmm. Well, I have an idea after that, too. So I guess, like, yeah, I mean, I guess it's just, like, uh, what can I do? You said I could be my own person, right? You are your own person. If I'm going to be here for any amount of time, I can't can't keep looking at it. And she's, like, looking at the mech in the corner, which is completely unblemished. Mm -hmm. And you're not sure if that's a thing of, like, oh, it's made out of this material and throwing benches at it won't do shit. Or if it's, like, oh, that's, like, a weird mental block and Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's impervious no matter what it was, you know? Right. (sighs) I... can to some extent I am a weapon and to some extent I am a person who is a copy of someone who's dead and maybe I have to get back into one of those things again but I don't want to live with one I hear you I think I can change that can you make it can you just make it all go away I'll do what I can okay yeah just just leave the good stuff, please. Um, yeah, so the next one I want to use is manipulate the dream of another. Okay. And this time, instead of, like, creating a ton of, like, really, like, soothing things and, like, activities and, like, a bed stuff, mm-hmm. I want to try to make um, this space feel bigger. Like, I want to expand it into more, like, like the fields that we walked through in Tristful. Mm-hmm. Like, so that she doesn't feel trapped in this room. And, of course, yeah. I want to make the mech disappear. 
Um, so I guess like I just like I want it to make like this room feel like it's her home in a larger world. Like she can go outside of it and like mm-hmm. walk around in what feels like nature. Um, stuff like are that. Are you making like are you making a version of Rosewood's temple basically? That's kind of what I had in mind. Yeah. Because that was like where they were like there was that one day for at least like part of the day they were like super happy and carefree together and like starting to fall for each other there I think mm-hmm. right like the first time she walked around and sensed things and like yeah. she loved that and so like I want to make I mean I don't really know how senses work in dreams but like as best I can like make flowers that she can smell and birds she can hear and like soft grass she can touch you know mm-hmm I think you're going to need to spend another hold to affect a target, another target with this ability. Essentially, it just needs to be... That's a big change. Yeah. So, I think it just costs two here. Okay. Which you have to spend if you'd like. Yeah, that's how I'm going to spend it. And I think you've left it snowing, probably. Yeah. And so, I, like, the, the whole room kind of melts away, right? The mech is gone. All of her things are, like a small the small kind of home that a lot like what rosewood has gets built a kind of around those things mm-hmm. and she's kind of and i bet it's like this clearing which is not how rosewood's place is but like a clearing full of those uh, aurora blossoms mm-hmm. that she keeps in her hair and then there's like a tree line that is very clearly like a barrier like that's a trick in video games like in video games like you'll you'll make like a line of trees that like from a distance you're like oh i could keep going but that's where the line the the digital world ends right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's it's much bigger i think and i think era like sits on the porch or maybe the steps of the porch so like the snow can hit her Mm -hmm. thank you you like it yeah and like she like puts her hand she puts her hand out and like it's cold here and i don't know if that's because you made it that way or because i see it and feel it and it should be that way i i know you don't feel like person right now and i would just i hope this reminds you that you can feel and you can experience the world like we did that day in Tristful. I know. It's just a lot today. That was a lot. I know. We're, we're going to keep we're going to keep learning what we can do about this, okay? We're we're headed to Sonder right now. Uh, which one is that? That the ice one? Yeah, it's a it's a very cold planet, um, ruled by the Faith. The Faith don't like you, do they? Some of them don't, but some of them will, and it'll give us a place to rest and to learn more. I hope, at least. Um, 
I know you know that, uh, I wish there were other people. I know. I, I don't want you to think that I don't, that you're not, I, I'm... Hey, I know. I know. I, that's, that's not how I feel. I, I know how you feel, to some extent, at least. I mean... I was very sheltered growing up. I only knew one type of person, and that type of person was my family. And it wasn't enough. And I know, I know I'm enough for you. I just... <clears throat> I know what it's like to want more friends, to connect with, peeper, with <laughs> people more deeply. Um, and I want to help you with that. And I want that too. Um, did you, maybe by chance, is there music inside? Of this dream? Yeah. Yeah. Will you, would you like to dance with me? More than anything. Do you want to switch to Firebrands? Sure. Cool. Cool. So one of the moves I have in in Simple World is whenever I the MC or Natalie as a PC feels appropriate, we may call to play a minigame from Devins and Baker's Firebrands to play out and represent a downtime scene. Everyone must agree to switch systems. When the minigame is over, you may choose to play another Firebrands minigame or return to Simple World. When you return to Simple World, you may increase or decrease your sync score by one to a maximum of plus three or a minimum of minus one. So do you want to do a dance or is there something else you'd rather do? I mean, it sounds like we're dancing. But... We could dance, but we could also set up other things, right? Like in the dream, she could eat. So you guys could have a conversation over food. Or we you know, could do stealing time together. Either or. I. What do you want to do? I'm curious. Um, maybe, how about we do a conversation over food? Just because it's something new. And I don't know if we're cool. ready for stealing time together. <laughs> right. That one is heavy. Yeah. So, like, I think we could imply that they, like, they dance. And then I bet, I bet Aira asks for food you know because mm -hmm. she just wants to do all the things she can't do right so a convert so we're going to play a conversation over food so ask your chosen partner how you two came to be eating together uh what do you notice about each other um and during the meal anyone can ask for details about the setting occasion and circumstances so i'm curious because i think juniper kind of has more power in this situation like Aira's like learning piece by piece how to manipulate her own dream. Mm -hmm. So I think how you guys actually come to be eating together is up to Juniper. Like, does the, like, Aira asks after you guys are done dancing, and do you actually do the cooking? Like, is, does cooking happen or does the food just sort of appear, you know? I think, like, I think I make like a picnic blanket appear so that we can sit outside and. Maybe the snow lightens up a bit. Like, maybe I kind of manipulate right, it to yeah. be, like, a nicer day. Um, mm -hmm. 
And I, I think the food just appears because I think what food she's bringing um, are like those special like donuts that Rosewood made the day that they yeah. gave Aira her body. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe with like some... Uh, was there anything they ate with it? I don't remember. But, I don't remember. Most of what I remember is you eating them very fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but maybe like there's like some eggs on the side. I don't know. Something mm-hmm. like that. So she looks at Era and she's like, this is the meal that Rosewood made for me the day that we connected you to your hollow body. And <laughs> I ate it way too quickly. And, but I remember it was really good and I want to eat it again. And it's a special meal for me because it reminds me of you and of him. Thank you. I think Aira notices how, how hard Juniper is trying right now. Like on all fronts, like not only is like, Juniper's doing magic to make this happen. Mm -hmm. And I think Aira is more than... It's it's important to Aira that she notices how how much you're trying. Mm -hmm. And, like, to Juniper, this isn't a burden at all. Like, this is something that's actually making her happy and hopeful. Mm -hmm. Like, it's such a warm feeling to help someone you love and also to spend, like, such a wonderful day with them, even if it isn't technically real. Like, but, I mean, who are we to say what's real or real not? Like, it no feels real. Like, this is in an ex- your brain, right? Like, yeah. Like, I mean, this is, like, a very tangible experience, I think, for both of them. So it's kind of an mm-hmm. odd thing. It's like, yeah, we spent, we had a nice date, even if it wasn't, like, in the material world, you know? And so do we want to play firebrands? Yeah. So conducting the conversation takes turns. The person with the lowest social standing takes the first turn. Um, on your turn, choose one or more of your one or more of your conversational partners and choose an action. Ask a topical question. Engage in actual improvised conversation. Pass in saying instead something about the food or leave the conversation. Uh, you're a noble, banished or not. And most people don't consider that she exists. So I think Aira has the lowest social standing. Yep. I would agree. Okay. So they give you really great, really great prompts. So um, I think after a few minutes of eating, and I don't know if... It's funny, right? Because it, I'm not sure what the, what the food actually tastes like. Is It probably tastes to both of you... Like, whatever Juniper's memory of it is, right? Yeah. Which is yeah. probably better than real life, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. Which is funny, right? That's weird. And I think it's easy to watch Aira feel more and more relaxed as she does something distinctly human, distinctly person. In the, the all the time you've known her so far... She hasn't eaten once. And that's a very human thing. And so this is really good for her. So she's feeling expansive. What do you want to know about me? Mm, This is hard because (laughs) Aira doesn't 
have a lot of memories. Like she mm-hmm. doesn't really know her history. Right. Um, which both of them are super curious about. Um, hmm, so I want to know of everything that's happened and everything you've experienced in this new life, what gives you hope? She's, I think she like finishes eating something. Like, I think she's a person who takes two big bites. Like, like the bites <laughs> she takes are just so big. Um, and so she like swallows and she's like, the cheesy answer and the cop out answer is you. Um, <laughs> and so I'll cheat and I'll say that. But to really make it clear, like really good. Oddly, I think it was the fact that Basil and Olive didn't sell us out. They treated you with respect, a person. Yeah, but they could have so easily betrayed you, and they didn't. Yeah, that gives me hope too. You know, and and I know that not everybody's going to be like that. I don't think we're flying with people like that. Yeah, me neither, but... There are a lot of good people out there and people are worth trusting. Yeah, I'd like to meet more of them. Trust me, we will. Okay. My turn? Yeah. Okay. I hope you don't bring up the fact that you now know that I have very significant feelings for you. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> of course (laughs) i think era like tries to play around it for a little while and then is like i understand that if okay first i just need you to know that i'm with you um and like she reaches down and she puts the drawing she hid from you a while ago on the table and they're of you and she's like they're not very good but i just i needed i needed to do to to draw the prettiest thing that was definitely my memory juniper's blushing and like definitely trying not to smile as big as she is smiling (laughs) so i just i need you to know that and she slides in the way like your feelings aren't going nowhere i just i barely know what's real right now and i am i'm not real like physical maybe that can change but that makes a difference listen i i grew up being told that there is a single truth a single single reality and that we can only achieve success and happiness and glory by finding that truth by living that reality and people who told me that were wrong because with you there are quite literally infinite realities and everything we've done and everything that's happening you're the only truth in all of it to me 
this is real despite laws of nature or physical whatever this is real so is it my turn (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think i think era like really is like really like flushed after all of that like probably just like puts some food in her mouth so she doesn't have to talk for a minute um (laughs) can't it's a lot to 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 take in for her Mm -hmm. um but she looks really happy about it Mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm making more food as it goes away i'm just supplying more food (laughs) maybe some like fruit too i'm like oh yeah that's what's missing is fresh fruit right (laughs) I think she pauses for a moment and her eyes kind of go dark though. And she says, look, I, I need you to promise me something. I, I, I hope you, I can get you to commit to putting your, I need you to put yourself first though. I, I, I just, look, there isn't really like, think about it. Think about all of the things that had to go right for me to be found by you. Someone who not only understood what was going on, but had the magic powers to be able to communicate and understand that I'm real. And then you had to be a good enough person to do it. There aren't... That's not... That's... That's odds that aren't going to happen again. What do you mean when you ask me to put myself first exactly? If you need to get out of the cockpit and let me fall off into space, please. I cannot commit to that. I had to at least ask. I know, but it's, none of this is worth it without you. I don't have these adventures. I don't have this life without you. I'm just some rejected kid just floating around, but you give me meaning and I cannot, and on it, well, honestly, I think that putting myself first is caring for you. I'm going to have to get a mech body again just to keep you safe, aren't I? <laughs> Quite possibly. Um, is it my turn? Yeah. Okay. And if you want to pass, once everybody's passed or left the conversation, that's when the game's over. So those are also options. You don't have to just pick questions until the heat death of the universe. I think that's a pretty good place to kind of wrap mm-hmm. it up. Yeah. So I guess I'll pass? <laughs> yeah. Um, or maybe you have to leave. Like, you have to leave the dream. Yeah, so maybe it's like... Um, listen, we... Uh, I, I want to stay longer, but we are on a ship with two criminals. And I feel like I should check up on them to make sure we're safe. You go. Come... Come back later. Trust me, I will. 
Um, and I think, I think she like makes it like start to snow again and Mm -hmm. manifests like a little like fire in the fireplace of the house she's Mm -hmm. created, um, and leaves more food and then leaves. So we're back to playing simple world, right? Correct. So do your sync score go up with Aira? Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> hers went up. So hers is plus two with you and yours is plus one with her. Cool. Cool. So it's a very stressful day for that relationship. <laughs> yes, it is. They're doing um, great, though. So let's see here. You did not hide your tattoo, did you? You did not do that. You consciously, consciously did not. Nope. <laughs> cool. And so you wake up in your cabin and Ash and Merlin are there. Shit. Why do I do this to myself? I like, don't know. why as a player do I do this to myself? Yeah. No, Natalie. You... <laughs> Narratively, you gave me no choice. <laughs> These are bad people. <sighs> okay. And um, I, they've both got uh, pistols pulled on you. I think I, I like think... scramble to sit up and like grab my revolver. Said, no, 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 princess. Relax. You want me to relax? Yeah, why not? We're here for a while. What do you want? Your lady Juniper Blackbird says Merlin. She doesn't say anything. She just glares at them. Confirmation would be nice. What is it to you? A whole lot of money. (sighs) It's your dream board. Right? And they're grinning. Like, like, they're grinning like they found... Because in some ways they have 20,000 credits in in their back pocket. Okay, I think like I mean what I'm inclined to do here is um, use dream blood with malice. <laughs> um, I think you have a gambit here. I think you can make that you can make that go. Okay. And it's really gonna come down to this die roll. Okay, sounds good. So you're rolling plus educated here. Yeah. Your luck didn't turn. <laughs> Amazing. So I think it's You're like three hold, yeah. Yeah. So I think like what happens is when they're like, "You're a dream blood, yeah." Mm-hmm. She's like, "Well, if you know that, then you should know that I can wipe those smiles off your face pretty damn quickly." And she like enters. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there's two of them. Yep. This hole affect another target with an ability. Yeah. Can that apply? Can I, like, enter... Or I guess, like... Ah, shit. I think I'm gonna do... Like, I kind of want to... I guess I, like, have to kind of hallucinate again. Like, make them hallucinate. I mean, you could sedate them both. Just make them both unconscious. That's true. That's true. So could I do sedate and then affect another target with an ability? Yes. So that would be two. Yeah. 
And you could okay. maybe even read one of their minds, too, to see what their what their plans were. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. So describe this situation. So you say all that stuff, right? And then you just sedate them? Like, what? Like paint me that picture up until the point where you, like, do like whatever think, it is to read their mind. Like, Merlin I think they're... Or Ash, whichever. Yeah, so I think... So I think that happens, and they're both, like, standing over me, like, with their guns smiling. Mm-hmm. And then... I just look at them and they both just collapse to the floor. Um, and I am going to read Ash's mind because he strikes me as the more dangerous of the two and he might have worse intentions for me than Merlin. I mean, I don't think either of them have good intentions for me, but he seems a little bit more sporadic and violent. So you read that, his mind, and the thing that kind of floats up when you kind of for lack of a better term, kind of dig around in there looking for mentions of you. Uh, Sister Stray put out a bulletin on Fixer. Oh, no. (laughs) So they were going to drop you off with some shady members of the church to get you to Sister Stray. (sighs) Bastards. They haven't done anything yet. They haven't, like, put it through. They were like, okay, let's... Let's double check (laughs) before we call somebody who might kill us if we're wrong that's fair that's fair yeah so you got them what do you do what do you do do you lock them somewhere like what happens well so I'm definitely taking away both their guns um shoving them in my bag um and then, okay, well, question. Okay, the ship, who's flying it? Well, it's in a jump gate, so someone should be monitoring it, but that's like a that's like a thing that professionals like Olive and Basil did because they were military people and like, something could go wrong, so we better be there. <laughs> but criminals are like, eh, we're just flying through the jump gate. There's literally nothing for us to do, so why sit at the controls, right? It's entirely a... Perfect. A, so nobody's flying right now. <laughs> Because nobody has okay. to. Um, yeah, so I'm also going to, like, pat them down and see if they have any other weapons, any keys, like, anything like that. Uh, you definitely get their keys. You, uh, uh, they definitely had, like, other knives. Ash definitely had a second gun on him, for sure. Mm-hmm. So you can just, like, strip them of all that stuff, for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna strip them of all that stuff, and then I'm gonna drag each of them, um... You know, I'm going to drag each of them into separate closets. Fair. I don't want them talking to each other. Yeah. Um, and not closets with, like, things that could be useful. Like, maybe. You empty said closets. And- yeah. Yeah. I just want them in a small, confined space so that they're panicky because that's uncomfortable. And I mm-hmm. don't want them talking to each other. And like, I don't want them with any resources. Like, I want them totally isolated. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not hurting them any further. I'm not like I'm not making them hallucinate. I'm not digging further into their minds just for fun, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of incapacitating them. Yep. So tell me what the rest of this week looks like. <laughs> this week on your flight to Sonder. Um I think like I am like monitoring the ship as best I know how to like I don't 
I mean, I don't have a ton of knowledge of flying, but I'm like, you know, trying to make sure nothing's malfunctioning, you know? Um, I'm imagining you going and like talking to Aira, like going inside and being like, hey, this happened. What do I do? Yeah. Like having Is this to like. supposed to be blinking? Like, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think it's like kind of some of that. And um, I think I've moved like into one of their rooms. Like, it's like way nicer. <laughs> Um, and I spend most of my time with Aira, like mm-hmm. kind of just making us as comfortable as possible. Yeah, and you know, checking on them. Can I keep them sedated for like this whole flight? Not without killing them. Okay. But I imagine what you could do is you could, whenever they come to, I'm imagining anytime you you like need to do anything for them, you can sedate them before and then like, here's a juice box and some snacks. <laughs> and then lock the door again, and then they can come to whenever. Okay, cool. So the real question I have is, what does landing on Sonder look like? Like, I don't think you have, I don't want to make you roll to, to land or anything. I don't think that's, what's interesting to me in this final moment here is, what do you do with them? Do you dump them and take their ship? Do you, like, what do you do? Like, I don't know. Because, like, to me, I'm, like, fucking justified as hell. Like, they were gonna... Yep. They I were think... gonna hand you over to Sister Stray. Like, or do you, like, drop them off, leave the payment, and be like, we're good, I'm gonna go. You know? Like, what do you... What do you do? Okay, well, first of all, I think at some point during the flight, I dropped the mech back out to space. Like, it's gone. Smart. Because we never really wanted them to have that mech in the first place, because Mm -hmm. that sounds dangerous. And I think, like, I think I am going to steal their ship so that we don't have to keep hiring sketchy people to take us around. Um, Fair. And I think I might, like, I think I'm going to just turn them in. Like, if there's any officials, like, I think I'm going to be like, these are two wanted criminals. Like, so then I'm not just, like, leaving them to their own devices on this icy, like, godforsaken planet, but I'm also, like, like, I don't want them to hurt anyone else or, like, cause anyone else harm like they're trying to cause me, so I th- I'm just gonna turn them in. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm, like, because, like, I'm picturing you, like, dropping them off at, like, the main spaceport mm-hmm. and just being, like, here, church cops, like, because that's exactly <laughs> what they are, you know? Like, yep. They have, like, church official stuff. Like, they're, like, probably ordained priests who also have a badge and a gun because... That's fantastic. And so, like, you hand them off and they're, like, excellent, you know? Did these, uh, did these two have a price on their heads <laughs> by any chance? I don't think they had a price on their head. I don't think that they were big enough to have a bounty out for them. All right, all right. <laughs> but... I'm sure that they have some save. I need to figure out what the fuck is on this ship because <laughs> it's not nothing. There's at least a rabbit and some robots. Uh, I love it. Okay. So okay. like, I'm imagining you like flying the chimera off over the over the the over the the land through a snowstorm, and on the dash is sitting Aira's Oryx drive. Mm-hmm. And your communicator flipped open with, like, the little bleeping thing on the next ruin. You know, like, mm-hmm. this is why I'm doing it, and this is why we're, where we're, how we're going to get there. And now I can get us there in this big old <laughs> ship. 
and I think we'll leave it there. You got a ship. That's Yay! how that ended. Diceology is hosted and produced by Dane Fogdahl. Lady Juniper Blackbird is performed by Natalie Wilcoxon. Simple World was developed by Avery Alder, and Firebrands was developed by D. Vincent Baker. Soundscapes were created by TabletopAudio.com. If you like the show, please rate and review us wherever you listen. It helps us more than you know. If you'd like to follow us, you can find us on Twitter at DiceologyPod for behind-the-scenes photos and updates. Thank you for listening. <laughs>